When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, okay so 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 uh what episode are we at we're at we're at this is through the island episode 74 uh a reverse leo komarov situation a man a man we could use right now it Um, it reminds me of better days Uh, so let, let me let me just say i just i'm coming into this recording in the middle of like a big uh i i half of half of my work is essentially teaching guitar lessons that's what i do for uh most of my week and uh i just taught three incredibly productive lessons and i have one after this and i just want to say i'm i'm in the mood to stay productive you know what i mean mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i i think like we got a lot of issues or, you know, just we, there's a lot of issues that we need to talk about. And I think that we can use this as a positive and like just constructive is better word space to like solve problems. Let, let's try and solve problems. Um, I think looking at things, the bright side of things is a little bit tired right now, for sure. Let's Thank try and God solve you said problems. that. I was afraid for a second. I, I can't, I cannot, I can't do, uh, it, it has been a shit show. I, we were supposed to record the other night, uh, both you and, uh, it's funny in the chat, we were talking the other day how uh, everybody who's in a band in our, in our, in the militia chat is essentially in the same place in terms of like what their hustle is right now in, in terms of writing and recording and working on shit. Uh, well, yeah. So if you're a musician, especially like based in, in kind of like the world that we are, which is like, you know, a band, right. It's like, you're in cycles, you're in album EP cycles, whatever. And so the cycle is, you know, simply you're either in a touring cycle or you're in a writing recording cycle yep. and everyone is in writing recording. So we're all at home and we're all writing, demoing, getting ready to record. Uh, so that way we can be back in touring cycle. Yeah. This stretch of Islanders hockey. And it, it's a shame too, right? Because we've all been away for stretches while we're on tour and we're kind of like in tour mode. Uh, and it's like, you're just focused on playing shows really. And, and hockey is something that you're always checking the score when you can watch a game you do, but it's not quite the same as being at home where it's like you wake up and you're like Islanders tonight. Right. And so you're getting ready to watch the games and it sucks because there's stretches where you've been on tour, where I've been on tour, where anyone's been on tour uh, and the team's playing well. And it's like, ah, it sucks. I can't watch this. And it's, it's, it's just a shame that we're home. We're, we're engaged. And it's like, I don't want to even turn this game on. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, it's yeah. So, and, and so we were, we wanted to record Thursday after the blues game, which I'm not sure if you were watching. Uh, I watched our, while we in, were demoing. Yeah. In our practice oh, space, in our practice space, we were doing like basically our last pre-pro for the, the EP and like looking at, I had it on the, like on a little shelf on my phone. And I, I, uh, 
like we transitioned from song to song. So I was like doing the first listen through and then, oh, let me, let me put the, let me, let me reopen the MSG app. And it went from zero, zero to three, nothing. Like it became three, nothing. I saw, I came in during the timeout and then I'm watching it and then they get scored on to make it three, nothing. And I just yeah. go, all right, I, well, at least I can just completely be present on in. Uh, that's, in that's the, exactly in, where in I game. went to. Where, 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 uh, and, and I wasn't the one tracking. I was there to kind of, you know, do some other, do some other things, but I'm, I'm doing some other work while base is being tracked. And I have the game on, on my laptop on one, on one side of the laptop and I'm working on the other and it turns one, nothing. I'm like, ah, fuck. Uh, and then I turn around to answer a question and they're in the middle of a timeout and I see it's two, nothing. And I was like, what the fuck? And I swear to God. Uh, my pen dropped as the timeout was ending. My, I go to pick up my pen and it's three nothing. I was yeah. like, and and at that point, like you said, it's like I'm I'm checked out of this right now. You periodically check back, but in, unless it turns three one sometime soon, I'm not. It's not back on 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 my radar. Um. So, like I said, I I think there's room for problem solving here. Um. But. But yeah. yeah, I I think it, so. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's room. For I, I, I think I think yeah, before we get to that, though, we need to just kind of uh, speak to what we see right now. Which for me, for me, uh, and I'm glad in a way that like we, I we both would have been physically and and mentally exhausted recording after the Blues game. So I'm kind of glad it's Sunday. Yesterday was a day game, so we've had almost twenty. We've had like almost twenty four hours to just kind of sit with the game and sit with the totality of everything that's happened. And so since the last episode, they've gone two, three, and two. And I think to me, this is, uh, I feel, uh, with, I think it's been enough time now. I personally feel that I am officially just, uh, my, my emotions and sentimentality has been uh has been completely like for this group of for this group and this era of the islanders is completely dead and i say that uh wearing and i, I decided to, uh, to wear this shirt here which mm-hmm. uh that, that, that this isn't a a like stylized uh like washed away shirt this is hold on let me turn around as well i'm gonna read the player it's a matt martin it looks like it's been through hell so it's 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 a Matt Martin Islander shirt that looks it looks like it's been specifically worn like sold that way you know what I mean like yeah. a, a a weathered shirt but it I'm assuming by your uh, by the, the way oh. that you're speaking yeah you I see can some see holes. you can see the holes yeah it's just uh, that was brand new when you bought it I bought it in 2014 15 I bought yeah. it during that magical year you know and the the first year of the fourth line as we know it. And, mm-hmm. and the, it is, I, I have so much ac- appreciation for what they've done and for what this team, what this era of Islanders has been, but it's for me, the stadium series game, uh, it's unforgivable. What it, happened during that game is unforgivable. It's unforgivable. And for me, like I, uh, I feel like this podcast is just as much, uh, if not mostly about fandom itself, as opposed to with analysis sprinkled in. And I think like for me, uh, or like, I guess where, where those things meet. And, and for me, I was just, uh, 
I, I was in a similar place a year ago before they made the Horvat trade because I was of yeah. the mind that like, all right, I think this is over. I think like, you know, maybe you trade Brock, which we'll get into the, the, the discourse around. Uh, and like at, at that time, you trade Brock, you have you you call up Ratu, like you just keep Ratu up and you just kind of like you see how he does and and we kind of can move things around. But uh yeah, I, I, for me, for me, like you know, you got a little bit of a, a second wind, uh, or maybe just a dead cat bounce. Um, in retrospect, and for me now, it's just I, I can't, I can't um, let myself come into these games with this expectation that this is the same thing, or that that I, I will, I'm expecting uh, the same uh, emotional reward for watching. Uh, uh -huh. that, that that's in part why we've talked in the chat. Do, do we want to just announce before uh, we want to announce the organizational change? Because I think we both agree that changes need to be made in the Islanders. And I think we need to lead by example. Right, right. So you go ahead and you go ahead and talk about this. So uh, we we have some some porn for you guys. Uh, that's podcast organizational realignment news. Uh uh, uh, I am no longer the host of this podcast. <laughs> Mike is actually the host now. Right. I am am now uh, the president of podcast operations uh, because I, I I am just so detached now from uh, the emotions of this that I I am just kind of uh, completely looking at this as 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 uh, like chess pieces and and. Uh, and and whatnot. I, I am completely, I'm completely dead inside uh, about this team uh, emotionally, and it seems that uh, we need a change. And I think I think uh, I think um, I'm curious to see if, if if Mike can lead the way here. I'm not I'm not too sure, but I kind of am so checked out that I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, listen, I uh, am going to do exactly the same job as I've been doing. Uh, so that, if that's any comfort to you, then that's great. I don't, I don't feel, I told you, I don't feel anything. I, so, right. so, so it's been two, three and two. And, and, and that's, that, that, that's the big move that we've made here. Hopefully if the Islanders make any big moves after this, it's, it's directly because of what we've done on this episode. Right, um, right, right. So two, three and two. And, and for me, it, it's just, uh, we we've been talking about it honestly like we've been talking about it i think in a way that episode with the sharks loss they're very similar right they're very similar the the the, the losses and i would and, say yes but the there there was hope back then right yeah, like there was a yeah. little bit more hope and you know what look the islanders aren't dead in the water uh, they it, it appears as if they are but it is a situation where teams like this wind up making the playoffs all the time. Like, there is always a team in the NHL that's having a rough go at it January, February that winds up clawing into the playoffs. So is it... But but here's the thing, and I think it's probably the case with a lot of these teams that wind up doing it. There's no signs of it happening. Like, you don't see the heart. I don't see the heart. The team is mentally weak, something that you've been talking about all season. They, they, they kind of, uh, uh, they, they really, it, it seems like they really feel bad for themselves when one bad thing happens. And then, and, and, and the frustrating thing is under Patrick Waugh, 
a guy who I think has actually really done a great job um, changing like the, the tempo at which they play and like uh, emphasizing things that do need to be emphasized. I think he kind of hits it on the head when he talks in his uh, pressers where, and, and it's, it's escalated uh, where it's uh, we're doing a lot of great things. Uh, we keep playing like this. We're going to win hockey games. And that was without the mental, the, the, you know, think back to the golden Knights game, the Panthers game games that they played great, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a bad change at the end of overtime. That's not quite the same as what we've been getting. Yeah. And then that turned into uh, the start of these mental breaks. And he's a little bit more, uh, he's still positive And he's like, yeah, you know, look, we're doing a lot of good things, right? Uh, still. And, you know, we're, we're, we're getting some bad breaks and we need to, you know, uh, uh, we keep playing like this. We're going to be fine. Uh, and now he's starting to say we're we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Like we're legitimately like, I don't know what happens in, but it's a small stretch and it completely derails and ruins the game. Cause think to the stadium series game. They were the better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these games, they are the better team for a stretch. Something bad happens and the game goes to shit or something bad happens. The game goes to shit for five minutes and then they're really good again, but can't score. Yeah. I mean, and see, and the thing for me is that, like, I think oh, we're talking about an intangible thing or like intangible things like heart and, and, you know, attitude, but I think, and I do agree with that, but like, I, I, I'm, I also do feel that like, this is, I, I don't want us to get like, uh, I don't want us to Leafs lunch this where like, everybody's been talking about like, how, how have the Leafs not not one in this era and it's and it, it it becomes these like think pieces about psychology and all this shit and some of that might be true but a lot of that to me is more that they haven't had a goalie uh as good as frederick and or better than freddie anderson mm-hmm. like that was their good goalie that that's what that's what's gone wrong in toronto um yeah to me to me i feel that as much as people like to make it you know mental up there and i think it might be true i think the fact that like they just have not had a goalie that that could, um, you know, be be solid for se- uh, four out of seven games for them uh, yep. in any stretch of hockey. Um, whereas with the Islanders, I, I think you know, and and with the Islanders, I, I think there's plenty of that. But I think you have uh, you have the mental side of things. But I think it meets the it meets the just the the tangible. Uh, We've been talking about it. The PK has been awful and the end of games have, have been awful. And and the, the tying thread to me in all of these things, a lot of times it's the same guys, the end of game guys, Pajot, uh, Butterbuck, uh, Sezikis. These guys are not making big step ups. They're not coming up with the big block. They're not getting their stick on that pass, that cross seam pass. That uh-huh. that deflects it just behind that one time option, and that's how you spring for the the empty netter, you know. Like, and I they think, haven't scored. They have not scored an empty net goal this year. And I think, like you know, they, there's there's one way of looking at it, and I think, okay, like this is where the tent, like where these things meet. When you think about the stadium series, Clutterbuck has that 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 loft lofted empty netter that goes wide or whatever it was, just wide, yeah. and you can think like, ah, oh, fuck, they just missed that, but. 
Yeah, but like, I, yes, they just missed that. But previous Islander teams, plenty of NHL teams don't like miss that empty netter, but still, you know, hold their spine and come up with the big blocks, come up with, mm-hmm. and and this team just isn't doing it. And I, I just feel like uh, the, the way those things come together is that the Islanders identity for the longest time was was those plays it wasn't these these highlight reel plays it was uh it was Mm -hmm. just these small i always talked about how the trots era was the just the kind of the beauty and brilliance of just small 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 like quote-unquote boring little things that make that make the biggest difference that that you know the greg wachinskis of the world referred to as anti-hockey but really it's just it's great defensive hockey yeah, and I and I think those pieces eroded at the same time that the Islanders have now have they now have their uh, you know they have their one C they have their top uh, top line winger they have uh, really good defensive pieces and they have their franchise goalie and and I right. think, and I think you know you think like oh okay those are the things that you were like when you had the eighteen nineteen team. That was just like really solid. You were like, oh man, if, if we had those like prime pieces, that would be nice. Now you have them, but now you don't have you don't have that Leo Komarov making like uh, a a nice pressure, like a, a nice step up on a on a penalty kill, you know, to like force a bad pass. You're absolutely right. Uh and and I think it's what's frustrating to me um is that is to me this is a low because in my mind, because you have the, those those upper echelon pieces, and you still do need, I still would like, you know, I still would love an Anthony Duclair type guy. Um, I would still love like like a Duclair yeah. and like another guy. Like, but to me, it's it feels like there, there's a lot of like you know small like fourth round draft pick for penalty killing forward type trades that you could make. And that would just like really fucking feel like they'd make a difference on this. But, but there's this feeling, there's this dreadful feeling that I have about Lou not, not quite viewing it that way. And also Uh Lou not being willing to make some of the moves that I think might need to be definitely need to be made um, just to free up space and to, to change things culturally that makes me feel like now, this is the lowest point that I have felt as a as a fan since that period. Like I would say, around around frankly, probably around this time of the of the Doug Wait the the Doug Wait year, where you were like, oh, okay, they're right, not, they're not they're not finding um, they're not finding their footing again, and I it's it's I I now am worried about this team, and I'm worried about the the after the after uh of of what of what is is happening here and it's weird because because they have those those pieces locked in that they didn't have back then like that's the one difference but it it doesn't change the fact of like i mean you're seeing now how little that that matters in in hockey the beauty of the nhl is how much every every roster spot matters and now you're 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 seeing what happens when the bottom six is completely unreliable and the, and the bottom pair can be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, 
here's here's the good here's the good thing i tr- i truly like like speaking about what you're speaking on what you're talking about i think it is so much less high end talent like you're like you're you're essentially saying it's it is depth and and uh it's depth guys and and it's cheap guys so this is like you're you're feeling this low i do sense that this is fixable but i think where we finally come into agreement um, or at least, like, I, I think we're finally on the same page about there. There needs to be like significant. There needs to be significant moves made, and that doesn't mean like big blockbuster moves. It just means like these bottom six guys. They they there needs to be some change up there, and like so. So I I wanted to highlight this right. The lines at practice today are Horvat between Nelson and Barzell. Pajot between Lee and Palmieri, which is interesting as a third line. Sezikis mm-hmm. uh, uh, between Engvall and Holmstrom, and McLean between Martin and Clutterbuck. Oliver Wallstrom is a scratch. Now, they need to uh, make some kind of move to uh, be cap compliant with this. Hmm. Uh, so I don't I, I don't know what happens, but it's clearly there's clearly a reason that they're practicing this way. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think we're we're in agreement that top four solid. Right? Yep. And we yep. and we like and we like Mike Riley too. We do. Yeah. yeah. Uh whether that's as a seven. I, I think I think Riley as the guy that uh that you have that you because of him, you don't have to force Isaiah George uh, into a spot next year, but uh, is is kind of like uh, it's the right balance of like if if Isaiah George is better than him in camp next year, then you go hmm maybe, but if not, then it's like all right, well this guy's still solid, or you could have both, and and it, it's like uh, right. I'm not sure if one of them is better on their offside than the other, but like you know that could be your new Vishnovsky Hickey type thing. So. With all of that being said, um, Fashing is in Bridgeport right now on a conditioning stunt. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Martin's contract is up at the end of this year. This is where we're talking now. Now we're talking about movement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Martin is gone. Like, there's no world where they resign him, right? The, the 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 penalty when he took his second shift of the third period, like halfway through it yesterday, and instantly tripped a guy. Like literally, he had just planted his second foot, mm-hmm. and then tripped him. Was just an amazing. That was that was cinema right there. Uh, so, disaster so, class. So he's gone, right? Yeah. Where, where, where's your next move? And and it can be a move that you make this season, like a trading for a Duclair, mm-hmm. with the assumption that you are going to resign him because that is a good middle six guy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a good second third line. And he sometimes get bumped, gets bumped to that first to try out some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and and guess what? He's cheap. He's definitely cheap. He's been scratched this year for. Uh, he's been scratched on the Sharks this year because of mm-hmm. because of like, uh, I, I believe it was a penalty that he like a crazy penalty that he took. Uh, you know, like it, it just just stupid mental stuff that maybe when you're playing not playing on the Sharks, you don't take. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when yeah, their season was over uh 
last year. This season was over last season. So, you know, I, I can understand the demotivation. Um, and, and so if, if I'm looking at, uh, I'm curious to see where, where he's at this year. Is 11 goals in eight games, uh, 11 goals in eight games, uh, 11 goals and eight assists in 51 games. That's going to be a cheap, if you think that there's potential there. That's I'd rather guy. him on the second line than, than Engvall at this point. Like, you know, I think, uh, I mean, my, my next move, would be that's what i wanted to get to what whether it's this year. put put a, put a pin in that really quick because i just want to actually look angval has one last point uh six goals 11 assists is it entirely possible that, here's the thing that's angval on the islanders and duclair on the sharks mm-hmm. there's a couple of different factors there i wonder if duclair's role on the sharks is bigger than it would be. So he's getting more opportunity to score, but it's ultimately a thing where like you take the gamble. And I think saying that you'd rather have one than the other is almost like it's, you're going to have both. If you get Duclair, like Engvall is not going anywhere. He's on a seven year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like we see a lot of mental error stuff with Pierre Engvall. Yeah. Um, and that's what Anthony Duclair got scratched for in San Jose. And obviously, we're 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 saying that with the caveat of you know he's on the Sharks. Who knows that change? But still, it it looks like you know not exactly the same player, but it could be a situation where you're looking at two guys that have the same problems and are kind of scoring at the same clip. Yeah, um, I, I I mean yeah. So I I think it's all about taking a chance, though. I think I I mean, and to me, the biggest moves because. I don't know. I don't know how much uh, appetite this ownership has for uh, cap retention or 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 buyouts, um, mm-hmm. which makes some of the trades difficult. Like, like I I see Pajot as a guy that teams uh, teams that that maybe have like uh, see, and that's the thing though is that I if assuming you you know a scout is scouts for other teams are actually paying attention. The selling point of Pajot, I don't think is a selling point anymore, unless you're chalking it up to, you know, mental fatigue and and that a lot of these guys have just gotten. And when I say complacent, I don't mean intentionally complacent or that they are checked out. I think that uh, there is just a degree of, of, uh, familiarity that, that that makes it feel like you're going through the motions i think it's natural in life sometimes to just end up in a rut if you're in the same yeah. place and you don't make a change uh and I, I i could see that being a place for some of these guys i and with pajot i mean he's just a guy that i think getting getting out from his contract like i think ironically you mentioned you mentioned san jose like i see pajot as a guy that when I think about where you want to send some of these guys, I think about, um, I try to think in my head, where are some teams, what uh, what teams right now are in, because if you're trying to do cap dumps, we'll get yeah. to Nelson after this, because that, that's more of a interesting conversation. But for guys that are just the depth pieces that we need out, money that we need out, like guys that are definitely going to go. Like I feel that they're going to try to move, like really try to move on from Pajot, I think they might try to move on from from Paul Mary, which I feel a little bit bummed about. Like I'm not like, oh, don't do that. But I feel like he's been a solid Islander. You uh-huh. know, like I feel like he's I agree. Been, 
I think he's been a solid Islander, but he's a guy that like one year left on his deal after this year, he's a 20 ish goal guy. I can see teams wanting him, you know, and like, that's that Lee Stepniak type of guy that like got like every trade deadline. Like, yeah, sure. We'll throw him on, you know, he'll be on our second power play unit and second or third line. Like that, that's, that, that's the type of profile Palmieri is, um, you know, yeah. with Pajot, that's a guy that you need to get out from uh, because you need to spend less money there. And I think he just, he doesn't serve the role. Like, I, I think there's a lot of culture change tra- uh, trades. Like, I, I and I think, I think the summer, I'm very curious if there's a, tr- like, oh, I, I didn't finish my thought. Looking for, so if, if the Islanders have, you know, guys that you're trying to get out from that have more than one year after this year, like Pajot, mm-hmm. like Lee, which I think is, is is you know, we can go back and forth. But I think those are guys that, like, think about, like, the 2012, 13, or 14 Islanders, where it's just like, damn, we've been rebuilding forever. We mm-hmm. just need to fucking get good pros in here to try to get a wild card spot. That would be great. Just to, just so that our young guys can get to actually play in meaningful games, you know? And I think like, you know, that's like Ottawa. Uh, that is, I'm trying to think of like, I guess what, what an equivalent in like the, on the West, in the Western conference of Ottawa would be. The, the Coyotes kind of. Yeah. Yeah. The Coyotes would, would, would be, would be in that, in that ballpark. Uh, well, and, and the wild card, the wild card race in the West is kind of Predators, Blues. Predators, Predators, and, and Predators because of the Trots connection. I've wondered about like you know would he want some good soldiers down there, like Lee, or or Pajot, you know, and it, and it it looks like the Coyotes fell out of it, and I didn't even realize that happened. But but yeah, I I, I wonder, you know. That that to me is like a move that needs that needs to be pursued because you need you need money out. I think we can agree on that. You need money out, mm-hmm. and and I think Paul Mary you could you could easily find a, a home for, but I would rather try to find other homes for uh, Lee and Pajot before before Paul Mary, and then get to Paul Mary after that. Um, what about you? First, first move, and then then we'll get to Nelson. Unless your thought is Nelson, which I doubt. It isn't. It is not. It's not my. It's not any of my moves are not. Uh, none of my moves are Nelson. I want to actually look really quick at the the lineup again as is. I mean, uh, ultimately, we're talking about. Um, so so obviously we have our untouchables, right? I I appreciate that you are going for. You're going for guys like Lee and Palmieri, um, but I still think that's top six, and I think we kind of talked about the issue being bottom six. That's where my head's at, right? So if I'm looking at the bottom six of this lineup right here, mm-hmm. Matt Martin's gone. Clutterbuck's gone. Clutterbuck's gone after this year. His contract is up? Yeah. Wow, okay. So that that changes things a little bit about what I would – do i guess ultimately like you, you do have to make an impactful move right um yeah. and so it, it it really is it has to be sezikis or pajot um it has to be one of those two i think uh if you're not going to do nelson which i don't think you do and i don't think i do palmieri either i think it's going to be hard to find a home for lee and with that being said they're not going to buy him out um 
I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think if there's going to be a if if there is going to be a buyout, like if if I was, you know, whatever, if I was in control there, I would uh, to be honest, I'm not kidding. I would consider buying out Scott Mayfield just because his it the old I don't it, think that's it, smart. They won't I the hit the hit the hit would be 1.16 million. And yes, I literally have spent uh cap I've been on cap friendly uh about this. Uh and and that so that hit as the cap goes up is is pretty I I uh, I think that is less less damaging than Scott Mayfield's active uh uh, uh dysfunction on the ice. I can't um, believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to I'm going to suggest something uh, that we do for next episode. And it's going to be the first time that I go on cap friendly and try and be a guy who could complain. Uh, tweaks. Wow. A roster. I think that we both should do this. And, your first and, act, your first act as as host is to do the general manager thing. It's very it, it, so you're still you're still really stepping on my fucking territory. Right. Um. Yeah, I think that I think that the move should be we both we both come up with our plan for the team coming into next year. And it's funny because you like I what? said, and you know what can happen here? That might we might be able to get Pete on for that episode. Oh, that's and, a good idea. And, and, and he can do it too, and he's going to talk a lot of shit and we're probably going to get into a fight on on the podcast. Live on the podcast. I think that yeah. we should we should uh we should probably pitch that as an idea. I'm going to do, I, I think that we should do that um, because I'm I'm looking and I'm a little puzzled. And I think this is something that you have to literally do the kind of thing that you were doing where you, you, you toy around with ideas on mm. yeah. the, you know, um, that's what I think. That's what I, that's what I think happens. So, so, so your answer to the move that you're going to make is not to answer and to do what you've always done, which is, but this time you're actually going to do it. That you're yeah, actually well, going to well, do it. Well, now? first of all, first of all, I said that my first move would be to move Pajot or Suzuki's. Okay. So I made, I, I did make, um, I did make a, a move, but I, I also, you know, we're just saying stuff, right? We're not saying who, that's what this what podcast has always to... been. This is the saying stuff podcast. Well, uh, zero thoughts. Saying... The pod. We're back, baby. We're not saying who they're getting traded for. Um. Yeah, this is this is something that we have to sit down and we need to we need to come uh, uh, come at each other with uh, lineup and reason for. We really well, got to come. And, uh, brief intermission, uh, Desmond, president of the pod, and uh, just want to talk to my fellow through the Islanders here. Look, we know hockey games move fast, but DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Taking a look at the old DraftKings Sportsbook here, uh, tomorrow night's Islanders-Stars game. There are prop bets on if you think the game's going to go to overtime. There are prop bets if you think the game is going to have a come-from-behind victory. Also appears that only 9% of people have placed bets on the Islanders in this one. That's all I can both legally and uh, emotionally and psychologically say here. But uh, what I can definitely say is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with THPN. 
The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And, uh, you know, this is where we get back to the pod part of things. I'm hanging by a thread here. So so let's, because because I am teaching another guitar lesson in about 20 minutes, let's do the Nelson conversation you want to have. Yes, and, and bef- uh, just before jumping into it, my my hot take, I, I'm open to moving on from both. They won't, but I'd be open to moving on from Peugeot and Sezikis. However, something that I wonder if at play with how the lineup is now, it's testing shit out season, and that makes a lot of sense. I like that uh, because it's it's Wa getting to, like we said before, Wa wasn't wasn't rocking the boat too much with the lineup. He was going with what was kind of the tradition and sticking with that because it was familiar. And now it feels like, okay, he's, he's seen enough uh, yeah. election season. He's seen enough. He's calling it. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and one of the things that, that pivots that could happen, it shouldn't, it sh- absolutely shouldn't. But if you get rid of Pajot and you don't get a better three C uh, you bump Sezikis up. I would fucking hate that. Um, I think that would suck. Cause I think I, I'd be fine with both Pajot and Sezikis being gone. Anyway, getting to the Nelson conversation. Yeah. I don't think... So you don't think that's the move? No, I, do, I, I, I really... If the issue is... Here's the thing. The issue with the Islanders right now is mental, mental mistakes from the bottom six. Mm-hmm. And we're trying... Getting rid of Nelson is getting rid of like one of their top contributors i just i just i i understand that you have to move out uh value to get value Mm -hmm. and i do understand that you would get something for like he is one of the guys that you would realistically get something for but i just feel like you're gonna spend god knows how long trying to replace him this this is if you this is if you think he's gonna fall off a cliff that's the only reason that you know if 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 management if wa if whoever's making this move thinks that Nelson is going to fall off a cliff, you make the move. That's the only mm-hmm. reason to do it. That's the so, only reason. And and so, okay, I so I I'm not saying it's what they should do, but I think it is inarguable that he is the he is the best mix of uh he is the only player that fits a profile of having I mean just period he probably has one of the highest trade values on the team, period. Yeah. Uh, he is the one player that fits both that profile and that moving him, uh, in theory, moves the Islanders' clock back to a a uh, a, a better window resetting type of uh, situation. Um because Who are you going to move him to? Because uh, you need to talk about what you're going to get. And I was thinking, I, I, I know that there's there's teams looking for centers, and the obvious, in my opinion, one of the obvious spots is the Avalanche. God damn I, it! I'm sorry, I, but but I I do think that like fucking know it. If, 
if you were going to make this move, you make the move and you trade for someone like Alex Newhook, who has that like potential to be a guy. I, mm-hmm. well, okay, but yeah, but but I, that I, that's already happened, right? I, and I'm I'm thinking about where where their depth is, um, like they're they're you know, uh, uh, to me to me a Brock Nelson trade, you can continue, but uh, but to me a Brock Nelson trade, you don't do it just to just just to trade him just to reset the clock just to get yeah. draft capital just to do you don't do it just to do those things however i think if you get a deal that okay like a, a a trade that comes to mind this is an old one i'm sure there are newer trades but it's a trade that like one i, I think about it because it's a trade that happened like just before i started watching hockey and like mm-hmm. these two guys made big differences in the teams they got traded to uh, and it's been used as a great um, example of a win-win uh, uh, present for uh, present for future trade, and it was uh, Joe uh, Joe Newendike for for Jerome McGinley back mm-hmm. in the day, and that yeah. like for for the Stars that was them getting a guy that would that would help them go on to become a, a, a perennial Western Conference uh, force in, at, in the late '90s and when eventually winning a cup. Uh, and, and Jerome McGinley was a guy that was able to just like slot in that next year and, and instantly be a force. And I think, I think if you had something like that, that'd be cool, you know, um, of course, but of course short, that'd be cool. <laughs> short, short, of, short of like, you don't, you don't do it unless you get that or like, to me, any, any trade that doesn't involve two of these three. Mm-hmm other team's best prospect uh and either number one draft pick like first round draft pick or uh like strong strong like middle six guy yeah like i i think like that's like you know in their mid-20s or something like i i unless you get something like that i don't i don't you don't do it but if you don't do that, if you don't trade Nelson, then then your returns are going to be very limited. So that it becomes a, a much more complicated, and maybe it's always going to be complicated no matter what. Yeah. But so that's where I'm at with the Nelson side of things. So, I mean, did you have any other thoughts on, on where they would go? Because I, I, I have thoughts. On where, like, on where they would trade Nelson or yeah, where yeah. Uh, 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 teams looking for centers? Winnipeg. Um, yeah, they they made the Monahan trade. Um, I'm not saying that they wouldn't make another one, but I I don't know. More of a three C um, than a two C, though. Monahan definitely yeah, more of a three C. Um, <laughs> let me look at the uh, standings. Uh, for me, for me, I mean, th- there there's a limited amount of space because because of the, the, that parameter is that I was a chatting one of one of the chats I was doing with uh, Rap Martin. We kind of were talking about how like. For the level of return you want, there's only there are the the field is very narrow, like for for where that return could come from, and it's yeah. like realistically, it's like Winnipeg, it's like Winnipeg, Carolina, and uh, yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's like Winnipeg, Carolina, maybe maybe Florida. Uh, Kings? What about the Kings? 
They they set in terms of center depth. I mean, they were supposed to be, but 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 uh, P- PLD went. Uh, he's decided to just go full full last shift mode. Yeah, last shift in Columbus mode, just just hanging out. I mean, LA's nice. I like LA, so I understand. If I was rich in LA, <laughs> I guaranteed money. I would just be hanging out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I. That's if you run into. Man, I don't know. This I I don't love the idea of training Brock Nelson. Uh, the I, I think this needs to be a thought experiment. Uh, that that I I I'm curious if you're gonna. Um, I think we should all try this. Me me and you should try this out when we when we do this this cap friendly uh exercise, right? Um, yes. And and I I'm gonna try it out and see and and you know even if I don't think it's the move. Uh, I'm going to try and talk myself into it just to see. But like yeah, I, I you know, I I understand that that there needs to be there needs to be something significant done, but I wonder if shedding yourself of Martin Clutterbuck while on the outside that doesn't seem like much. Inside that room, that probably is a big deal. You yeah. know, these guys are not coming back. They are glue guys that hold the room together. They're not going to be back. That's significant in and of itself. Um, the issue is the bottom six. The issue is the bottom pair. Um, I'm going to stick with that as my mindset mm-hmm. going, going forward. Uh, and, and yeah, and, uh, and let's see, let's see where we're at. Uh, let's see, let, let's see where we're at with this when we, when we actually uh, uh, come pr- with our presented lineups. Yeah. Curious yeah. where, cur- curious where Wallstrom lands for all of us too. Yeah. I mean, so for, so uh, I, I guess something that I think we should bring up is uh, as far as this season goes, like I think uh, something worth talking about in the time that we have left, because we covered, yeah. we covered at least we touched on a lot of the stuff I wanted to talk about. I think, uh, I think the Ishikov thing should probably be discussed. Like, I, I think, I think, I think this guy needs to get called up at this point. Like, I think, I think it's, I, I, I said it on Twitter this morning, but I think, uh, I get the, the concern about his height, but my brother in Christ, you drafted this short man. Uh, like you knew he was, he, you, unless they were expecting him to have like a, a really, a really, spurt. really, a really late, you know, classic, a uh, 22 year old growth spurt where you go from being a five, seven, uh, 150 pound man to like six, four two twenty five. It didn't happen. If that's what they were banking on, I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe how old is he now? Uh, let me look because who knows? Maybe, maybe he's 23. He's hey, maybe 24. And- yeah. You never know. And- I just looked up on average most males reach their full adult height by eighteen to twenty one. Huh. Could and be he's twenty three. What if, what if he's like a late a late grower? Maybe a classic twenty four year old puberty situation. Let's see. Uh I'm on medicinenet.com. <laughs> Can a man still grow at twenty four is the article. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's I wonder, see. I wonder what's what what context of grow is being looked at in in this Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Eight factor. Maybe type in thirty-five it's, for me as well. It's not really giving me. Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, it's uh, ultimately it's a lot of stuff just to say it's very unlikely. Okay, but it didn't say impossible. Did it say impossible? I'm not, 
I'm not seeing impossible here, but control I F. Am... Okay, control F, and then you write, you type impossible. Right. Okay. Can you check? No impossible here. There's All no right. impossible. All right. So, so maybe he 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 becomes Todd Bertuzzi, and maybe that's what they're banking on. But but I think if they even if that doesn't happen, I just think you you've drafted this guy, and because. Because I think we're all in agreement. I and I've said for a long time, um, and I, I've, I've noticed other pods have said it. I respect you. I respect you, though. Um, uh, Isles anxiety and and uh, skates at the stakes. Uh, something is weird in the room, and I think that 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 something might just be the realization that that time has passed for for a lot of them. Like the the feeling that they had, remember, like the the thing that was said when they lost in the in the press conference after they lost Game Seven to to Tampa was like, you know, they felt for like Bar Barzell said he felt like he, for Bailey. He felt for Bailey and he felt for Green because he knows you know how how long they've been at it and and whatnot. I feel like there might be something like that in the room with a little bit of like frust not just sadness but frustration because. It's not it's not in in out of this feeling of like, oh well, you know, but but we we left everything out there. Now it's this feeling of like, ooh, this has passed, and it's a little bit awkward when you see those guys affecting, you know, because they're not gonna be mad at those guys. They're not gonna hate those guys. They're not gonna have no. animosity towards those guys. But I they I, I feel like it's it's in it's apparent what's wrong, you know, and what do you do? You can't do anything as the player, as the teammate. You have to be supportive. Um and I think it's having, I think it would be good to have, uh, it'd be good to get a, a puppy, you know, it'd be good to, to bring a puppy in because the, the, as these old dogs are uh, struggling with the steps, you know, yeah. it, it would be good for everybody to, to see that little, that little pup running around there. Uh, and, and it should, he's also skilled, you know, and, and I think just if you, if, if you called him up, and he could just be a, at, le at least, you know, a third line winger. And maybe, you know, he, yes, he is short, but like, okay. A lot of short players can throw, at least find out. It's worth it to find out. He's produced at every level. You might as well. Because if you don't, if you don't reward him, what was the point of drafting him? And if you don't reward him, what is that message to the other players in Bridgeport? What is that? Uh, if, if you don't, I, I don't, I don't think that that's a, I, I, I don't think about it like that. I think that, that, that might quite literally just be a, they, I don't think they're thinking about that considering he is five, eight, a height that I think is a lot of great people are five, eight. Oh, it's, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I want to look at his him really quick but but to me i, I you're think talking that's... about ishikov you're yes. talking about ishikov yeah i think i, I think... want to pivot i want to pivot that to someone who's a year younger that's on the bridgeport roster do you know who maggio the four where's four. he at i mean he he he's struggled a bit this year i know he's come on of late but i think uh i, I believe he was having some he was excused from the team for some personal issues i'm not going to speculate i know that but i yeah. do know that i do know that he's had like family illness um situations so um uh i i think 
you know, those are guys it, it would be nice to to have to have up. But I think I think it's time to to kind of uh, accept that the old guard is done and it's about finding what, what's new and next that works out. Um, yeah, I. We only have we only have a few minutes left. I, I, I do want to voice one one thought that I have just because if if we're in a state of like some of these pieces um i mean i i do think we we, we probably should at least touch on sorokin uh i'm not I, I, i'm still not I, i'm still i'm still not worried about him it is i don't uh, even i don't even think it's worth talking about the goaltending cuz i i think that it's like it's it's not the, the, when the team the, is in the, the, when the team is in this much disre- disrepair structurally this this is Doug Weight hockey. Well, it's, but it's not the thing is. I guess on some level, it's not because the underlines are better. The to underlines me, have been good me, under Wah. The and the conversation starts and ends with the if if you're criti- if you're criticizing Ilya Sorokin, it if it if it's anything other than his penalty kill save percentage, I, I just don't want to hear it. I understand he has to be better on the penalty kill, but I also understand that the penalty kill in and of itself has to be better. And I know people yeah. point to Varlamov's. Uh, say percentage on the penalty kill being a bit better, but it's like one of those things where I'm not concerned about it. I don't yeah. even think it's a conversation. I do think that it, but but because you don't want, and again, this is the thing that I said before the season. So the thing I said last year, like when we were talking in the off season, is that like you can't. The two things can be true at the same time. Uh, yes, like it. Uh, I do think it there. It, it, there's value if you have a franchise goalie locking him up uh-huh. but just because you lock him up doesn't mean like oh well we're paying him that uh we don't we, we don't need to worry about defense like that 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 doesn't yeah. even if you're paying him what you're like there there needs to be structure and and something that that i, I want to just touch on and we can kind of maybe maybe we can use the next you know probably week and a half of, of watching to think about this and watch closely the, the the thing that's been an issue with him forever has been the 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 rebound control and i think at a certain point he's he's got to keep working at it but that's not a death knell luongo in his prime rebounds were rough jaguer in his prime rebounds were, were rough both those guys took their teams very very fucking far uh yeah. routinely uh and and you build systems around what you have. And I think that's a, it's, it, I think you very, especially easily... with Patrick Waugh. I think Patrick Waugh knows how to mentally handle two good goalies, um, a rotation with the both of them and the idea that they both know where they're at yeah. and their role on yeah. the team. Yeah. It's like such, it's like I said, it's such a non-conversation for yeah, me. No. Like just like, People who the 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 larger criticisms of Ilya Sorokin, I'm just like, it's it's not even worth entertaining. You know what so, I mean? So so yeah, and and the other thing I want to talk on is is uh, as far as changes for next year, or, or things to things to chew on, things to consider. Outside the box idea that I have uh, for three C. Okay. I think if you get rid of Pajot. I I am very curious, especially given what he said after the Montreal disaster a couple weeks ago. I think some thought needs to be given 
You have him locked in. If you don't get something better, if Pajot's gone, Engvall as your as your three C. Mm. He's he he's able to take centers. Uh, he's able to take faceoffs. He's actually, I think, I, I mean, I don't know if he's, but he's played center before. Uh-huh. I think it's worth it's worth looking into because I think I'd like to think mm. at a certain point, even if the power play shit has to end with him. And I think if you if you change this guy, there have been plenty of players that have, as their career went on, um, they that wanted to be offensive, that that had you know quote unquote offensive tools, but then like they kind of plateaued, and it was just like, all right, the be- the better thing for them was to become a defensive player. I think if if with with the body and the tools that that you know Engvall has, his speed, his reach, if you turn him into a defensive oriented forward. I think he could make a much bigger difference. Okay. I, I, I smiled at your, I, I smiled and uh, gave a, a light laugh at your suggestion at first, but I do think that there is uh, uh, I, I think that that those are all apt points considering physically how he is. Uh, it is funny to give the reason that I laughed is it's fun. The idea of giving someone, who has had that many mental lapses, more responsibility is very funny. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, it's, I get it. It's well, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is a scorched kind of earth thing for him where it's like, I think you, I think you approach him with that. I don't, I don't know. Just to me, cause if, if there's no answer there that then, then what the fuck is going to happen with this guy? You know, like th- then you're going to have a guy that's just like, going to be doing cardio for you on the third line that's that's going to be your hope for him so listen i i i actually just got a text from my student says he's going to be five minutes late so i have oh, five perfect. minutes all right i have so, five minutes to, to wrap this thought. up i i mean okay so so the thought i think i don't know i don't know where to wrap i don't know i don't know what this la- what, what what final thoughts jerry springer style we want to get into here well look l- l- Two, three, and two since the last pod. Mm-hmm. We, I hate, I, I, I refuse actually to use the word must win games. It's, it's, uh, it's not in my vocabulary. You this, Mike, right when now. you, when you're down, uh, when you're out of the playoff picture by seven points. Uh, yeah, I know, I understand. So, what do we say? They need to win all of the next games that they play. Yes. I mean, it's just like Literally. okay, great. Okay, they need to win all of the next games that they play. So, I, I, here's, here's, here's what I'm, I'm looking at. They play. Islander schedule. They play the Stars next. They play the uh, next four are Stars, Red Wings, Bruins, Blues, and then they then they go on a Western trip. They play the Sharks, Ducks, uh, sh- sh- just the Sharks and Ducks. Strange. I guess they played the. Uh, so the trade deadline's March. Oh no, 8th. Sharks, Ducks, and Kings. Yeah. Okay. So, so the the, the trade with the trade deadline being March eighth, I'm very curious if, like, from a logistical standpoint, if you see Lou try to make a trade before that, like, yeah, do his business you are. before that road trip. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. I think so. I really yeah. do. Um, and I assume that he'll be working regardless, and like if something else comes up. So, but I think that he's going to try to make his moves before then. Um, <laughs> and they really have four games to you know sort that out stars so if they you know it's one of those things where we're at this point in the season where you win four in a row another team uh falters that's around the same and then all of a sudden 
oh, they're right back in it. This These things happen all the time. Uh, so I'm curious to see what these next four games look like. And like, and it's, it's not to be understated how important, like, there are games that can set the tone for the rest of a run or, you know, the start of a run, the rest of a mm-hmm. season. Um, who knows if beating a team like the Stars in some kind of dramatic fashion, some kind of gutsy way, uh, could kickstart that, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's just, to to me, though, I'm at the point where I think we've had many of those moments where previous Islander teams have been that team. Even last year's team was that team. Those wins, those back-to-back wins they had against the Penguins, you know? Yeah. Or, Or the wins they had with the Barzell injury in between, you know? Like, that was, like... Uh, yeah. and I just think so, and, and, you know, to just kind of bring this back to what you talked about before is that I just think it's connected, right? Uh-huh. Part of what helps the, 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 the tone be set, those tone setters are bottom six guys. A lot of times, like yep. the fashion revival last year and like Zach Parise kind of emptying the tank, uh, until he betrayed us, um, well betrayed me, maybe not you, uh, uh, last year, like those were things that really set the t- I mean Ross Johnson last year going going King Kong uh on on Evgeny Malkin and 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 Jason Zucker you know like yeah I I think so I just I, I think I'm viewing it more from I am curious how these players respond to what we all what a lot of us feel to be the reality that that I think this thing is this era has come to an end and i yeah. think i think we're finally we're finally at the 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 chance where it's last call for for some of these guys so i i, I think it's going to be really interesting watch uh last second literally do you think lou survives this uh i i need to see what he does at the trade deadline before i answer that question um yeah, I, I, I think if he is. doesn't, I think if, if uh, unless they have uh, your 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 uh, 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 corporate mic turnaround, uh, no. I think I think it, the only ownership does not make a make a change there is uh, if they're checked out. Yeah, yeah, totally. I get it. I get it. I I I need to see what happens at the trade deadline. Uh, before I sign off, I have one stat for you that will make you smile and make me uh not smile as much mm-hmm. since signing zach parise the avalanche are three five and two and they and it, it is grim mm. what happens betrayal betrayal <laughs> has an effect it's interesting uh all right i don't want to elaborate on that uh so let's let's call it until next pod um we'll see pod. you we'll we'll see you guys with our with our and you know what hit us hit us with your uh with your with your teams and we'll yeah sure we'll, we'll dissect them because maybe if there's only time for a a a quick shift next week that's what we'll analyze our favorites okay all righty peace later <laughs>